Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today we're still doing a Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 4, Episode 9, Something Blue. This episode originally aired November 30th, 1999. It is written by Tracy Forbes and directed by Nick Mark. <laughs> this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through. And I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. And you always look over to me every time you say that. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> is it worth your time yet? I don't know. After this episode? After this episode. Um, you know what? I'm going to come out and say it. I, I like this episode. Yeah. I, had you seen this episode? Uh, no, I hadn't seen this episode. No, this is new to me. Yeah. No, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was quite funny. Um, I think you said when we were watching it that you were like, oh, I recognise. I think there's that gif of um, Spike drinking from the Kiss the Librarian mug. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that one <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that, that pouty of... face he has as he's drinking out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an iconic Buffy the Vampire Slayer scene. Hmm. Yeah. 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 The Kiss the Librarian. Kiss the li- I never noticed the Kiss the Librarian mug, but yeah, I do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what's your initial thoughts? A fi- fan favorite as well as well as Eddie oh, favorite? Oh yeah, this is definitely a fan favorite. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I really love this episode. Um, it's probably com- like Buffy doing comedy at its best. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but again, it is using that the trope of the. The spell that goes awry, which they've used a number of times before, like in... The Zeppo, wasn't it? They did that, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was Bewitched, it? Bothered and Bewildered. Okay. And Band Candy, Beer Bad. What was the one with Xander being in love with all the girls? Or the girls? That was Bewitched, Bothered and oh, Bewildered. Oh, well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and they'll use it again. <laughs> like it's not something that they're they're going to keep using it. Very convenient plot device, isn't it? <laughs> well, you've got a witch, you've got magic in the mix. So eh, why not? Fuck it, you know, have fun yeah, with it, you know. The pro- you know, and it does make for really good comedy gold moments mm. uh, in this, yeah, especially in this episode. And and most of the time, those kind of spells going awry episodes are fan favorites. Yeah, okay. Like, like they're not always like the most highly regarded episodes, but they'll be fan favourites. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there's only one fault that I can see in this episode. Oh, f- hang on, hang on, let me, let, me, uh, let me think. What was the one fault? Um... It's not really a fault, it's more an unenjoyable aspect of this episode. Riley? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's the Buffy Riley awkward first kind of moments of a relationship. Which mm. you know, well, you know, sometimes that is the case where things are awkward in the early stages of a relationship. But yeah, with Riley and her, it's yeah, it's just Seems a bit very awkward. it's a bit cringy at times as well. Like he like just the way he speaks, I think can be really come across as very cringy. Cringe inducing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that little line at the end where he's like, but you can teach me <laughs> something like that. Like you kind of throw up in your mouth a little bit. In approximately one hour, depending on traffic conditions. <laughs> and I think that... I was about to do that. <laughs> uh, and I think the bit at the start where he's like, you know, before I... It's something about 
her being a beautiful girl and he has to do prep work before yeah, he talks to her. And then, he's, and then she, she just hears the, you think I'm beautiful? Well, he's putting up the lesbian awareness. What was it? Yeah, Lesbians yeah. Avengers or something? <laughs> or something? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Big Banner. Resistance. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you want to do the summary? All right, yep, do the summary, get back into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We begin this episode with Riley inviting Buffy out on a picnic. Willow and Buffy discuss the consequences of a possible relationship with Riley, who seems safe and unlikely to hurt her. Buffy wonders if true passion requires pain and fighting. Later, Buffy interrogates Spike, who is chained up in Giles' bathtub, but he does not give much information. Willow suggests a truth spell to make Spike talk. Going to Oz's place, Willow finds it is emptied and realises he has had his possessions forward to him without getting in touch with her, crushing her last hopes of his return. That night at the bronze, she opts out to drown her sorrows in alcohol. One fucking beer. One light fucking beer. <laughs> light One beer. fucking beer. Not, not a week of binge drinking and blacking out. Later, in the dorm room, Willow performs a spell to let her will be granted in order to make her pain go away. However, her command does not seem to work. When Giles drops to ask why she did not show up to help him perform the true spell she scheduled, she admits she felt pressured into living up to high standards so soon after her breakup with Oz. Angry, she says that he cannot see anything and then Giles leaves in a daze. Giles tries to perform the spell on Spike alone but has difficulty reading. After Giles accidentally drops the key to the chains keeping Spike captive, Spike is able to escape. After Giles calls, Buffy goes to find Spike and once she catches him after Willow makes a sarcastic comment, she brings him back to Giles' apartment. While talking to Xander, Willow flippantly suggests that Buffy and Spike get married if Spike is so important. Meanwhile, at Giles' place, Spike proposes to Buffy and she accepts. Xander continues to try to console with Buffy but in an act of misdirection, rage and grief, she calls him a demon magnet. While Buffy and Spike cuddle and kiss and make plans for the wedding, Giles calls Willow for help, confessing that he is totally blind. Buffy runs into Riley outside of a bridal shop and happily tells him about the wedding, which confuses and upsets him. Xander and Anya's romantic time is interrupted by various demons that attack them. They rush to Giles' place where Xander realises that the cause is Willow and everything she wills is coming true. To Hofren, the demon responsible for making Anya a vengeance demon, comes forth and takes Willow through a porthole to his demon world to make an offer. When the gang goes to look for her, Anya recognises the remains of the porthole left by De Hofren. Buffy and the rest of the group go to the crypt where they hope to stop De Hofren turning Willow into a demon. En route to the crypt, several demons attack still drawn to Xander because of Willow's spell. In the meantime, Willow politely turns down to Hoffman's offer and he sends her back, giving her a talisman she can use to summon him in case she changes her mind. Mm, I wonder what that's going to lead to. Willow breaks the spell and tries to make up for her mistakes with cookies. The next day, Buffy finds Riley and manages to convince him that she was only joking about getting married, making fun of his panic at finding her gazing into a wedding dress door. The end. Okay. Where do you want to start? Ooh. Can we start how funny this episode is? All right. 
I mean, we already said that. No, but why is this episode funny? That that's the other thing. Why is this episode so funny? Well, because it it um, I guess it's the whole Buffy Spike thing. Um, but why does it work so well? Because this show, it's not a com- like you know, this isn't. It's meant to be a drama series with comedy elements into it, and this episode is almost verges on being a sitcom. <laughs> like the comedy elements are. Are just so good. Well, actually, even prior to that, there was some uh, comedic moments too. With, yeah, as you said, uh, Spike drinking from the world's greatest librarian. Yeah, that there is that that Buffy Buffy Spike banter. Mm. That chemistry that they have is amazing. Mm. <laughs> and where she's taunting him with her neck and stuff. Yeah, that you're right. There but are. But even to him screaming out, you know, in the background, <laughs> "I'm Charles, please make it stop." <laughs> oh, know, and then he's <laughs> like, I want to watch Passions. Passions is on. Timmy's down the bloody well. And if you make me miss it, I'll do what? Lick me to death. Him shouting. I mean, him being a him being a prisoner has been a quite a hilarious dynamic in the last few episodes too yeah. because it's like he's been held there. He doesn't want to be there, but he just keeps ending up being there but, though. But he, he doesn't want to be there, but he kind of does want to be there. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> kind of held against his will, but not quite. Well, he kind of went there. Yeah, he went there originally to, yeah, for help. because he had nowhere else to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have to be there. That's the other thing. Mm. So he went there because he was being chased down by the by the initiative. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the way that I see it is that, like, though you have those comedy elements, mm-hmm. you've also got the great... Uh, Anthony Stewart had been the straight man, and as as you know, with all comedy, mm. you need you need that straight man. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> he's definitely the straight man, and it usually is usually is the straight man. Well, in in most times, well, in Band Candy, Buffy's the straight man. Was that the one with him and uh, Joyce? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and in uh, no, in Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so the the comedy elements within this, they are so ridiculous and somehow it works so well. Mm-hmm. But you have, yeah, you have Giles coming in with like these little remarks. <laughs> like, yes. Clearly something is going on. <laughs> you know, he feels like he's going crazy. Um, Yeah. Hmm. Oh, what was it something that uh, something Xander said about what? What's happening to Buffy? And he and Anna says, "Yes, exactly." No, 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 no. It's the who, what, who, and then Giles responds with three very excellent questions. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you really do know? You know this word for word, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, well, I might also. Talk, I'll just talk about the name of the episode because mm-hmm. it sort of has a double meaning. Okay, so I'm going to go, something blue is like something from the wedding. you got to wear something. Yeah, that, that so it's saying? that old wives' tale of, yeah, to to have a successful marriage. What is it? Not an old wives' tale. Um, Proverb or something. Adage. No, what do you call it? Um, superstition. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay, the old superstition of you have to wear something borrowed, something blue, something old, something new. Oh yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, to for your wedding to be long and prosperous, <laughs> you know, to have the you know a successful 
to have a successful marriage, you need those four mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, but also you have – so that's one meaning, the something blue. Yeah. So meaning just something the colour blue. Mm-hmm. And – and it also has a meaning like Willow going through this depression. Blue being the okay. meaning of someone's well, going through a depression. That's a bit of a stretch, that one. But yes, I'll allow it. How is it a stretch? <laughs> Something blue. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Causing it. So, I like that little double meaning. Oh, I see. That's the two meanings you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, something blue you could take as either the the little tradition I still or think it's pretty much directly uh, referencing the, the wedding. That we never get to well, see. Well, no, but it has two two meanings. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. has the double meaning of yeah, Willow yeah. being depressed and the Buffy Buffy Spike wedding. Yeah. So, and speaking of which, we'll talk about Willow and her abuse of magic. So again, you have like this common. Occurrence with Willow. It's been coming up a few times yeah, already. Yeah, we're sort of getting yeah. a pattern of where she she wants to take the shortcut for everything. Everything has, you know, magic shortcuts everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> for her. And, she, you know, she's she's feeling – she doesn't want to go through the pain to get over Oz and she turns to a spell. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that's just going to be – keep um, uh, her also drinking – God, drinking one fucking beer. <laughs> one light beer. And everyone's like, everyone's like so concerned. They're like, oh, what, you're drinking that? And they're in a bar. like <laughs> They're at a club. They're she's at a club dancing. Dr- dancing and she's drinking. Like, And they're all looking at her like, are you okay? You know, is there something wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Are you out of your mind? Definitely using, you know, as a, using magic as a coping mechanism. So that's what they should be really worried about. Yes. Which I didn't seem to really uh, challenge her in the end. Like no one, they seem to forgive her quite quickly. Yeah. Which I thought, you know, Buffy would have been the one to go, hey, you know. Yeah. And yeah, maybe magic, suck that vampire's magic, face. Magic is more of a vice in mm. in this universe than alcohol. Sh- yeah. And we didn't get to see him the whole time. So we don't know if something happened off screen. <laughs> All right. Or well, no, because it you could be doing. They could have been waiting till they got married to to do anything. Yeah, they were very sappy, weren't they? And very yeah. traditional in their marriages. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I'll talk about why the spell didn't work. Well, well it, did it work. Did, well, it didn't work the way that Willow thought it was going to work, and I'll, okay. I'll read out the the spell. Yeah. Hearken, all ye elements, I summon thee now. Control the outside. We should be saying this or what? (laughs) Control within, land and sea, fire and wind. Out of my passions, a web be spun. From this eve forth, my will be done. So mote be. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's the spell, isn't it? Yep. So that was a spell. And the key word in that spell was out of my passions. So... Her wording to heal her heart, you know, she had to have a, there had to be a strong emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think, you know, she didn't have that emotion when she's like, you know, read this book's words to me out loud. Mm-hmm. And I think it needed to also have something to do with a person as well 
for those things to be done. Like for the... Was it meant to be read to someone, not by someone? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think something like... Like you needed a human element involved. So if perhaps she had worded the her, because I think she says, "I want my may my heart be healed." Mm-hmm. If she had have actually uh, brought Oz into that equation, it might have been a different story. Right. Okay. <laughs> because that's where the passion was. That's where her emotion was. Mm. Um, and then the rest of the time, she's just angry. <laughs> She's angry at her friends. Yeah. They are shitty. They they are getting shitty, you know, they are getting shitty at her. Um, and she just, you know, but she's also had to put up with listening to their sob stories, being the shoulder to cry on. And when she's going through something, they're getting unhappy. They're getting pissed off with her because she's not getting over it quick enough. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still still questioning the whole, you know, all your drinking sort of remarks. Uh, you know, don't want to go in circles on that one, but yeah, that oh, just look, seemed weird. Look, I don't, you know, what is that thing? They drink, be- they've drunk before. Like they don't really show them drinking, but they're in the club, so. Well, I don't know. It's not like she's freaking blackout drunk for you know blackout drunk for a week straight. Yeah. It's she has one fucking beer. Light beer. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even drink at all. And she wasn't. She spilled and most she, of it. And she wasn't being mean until they started being judgy and mean to her. Hmm. Until then, she was been quite a happy drunk, yeah, in full denial, <laughs> and you know, and that's kind of part of the healing, I guess. Well, yeah, have to uh, endure it in some way, no cheating it. And you know, and you have um, Willow, oh not Willow, you have Xander being ooh, uh, saying Willow and her griefy, poor me mood swings that I'm so tired of. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. That's not very nice, Santa. <laughs> and then Buffy backs it up with, we're all tired of it, Santa. <laughs> oh, dear. And it's like, really? She's had to sit there and listen to you whinge and whine about fucking Angel and Parker for like the past, what, six months and you can't watch a fucking movie with her and mm. eat ice cream and yeah. talk about how you, you're glad you don't have diabetes. What? <laughs> that's that's what Willow says to her. Can we oh. have a girly night where we watch Steel Magnolias and? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't want to spend like some proper time with her, mm. and that's what she starts getting angry about. Um, the other theme of this episode is actually about Buffy and her moving on from Angel, and I have to give some spoilers here for Angel. Oh no. But I have to Hold do my hands over my ears. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I have to do, and I have to do this because Jared ha- Jared also refuses to watch Angel. <laughs> oh, put me on the spot here. Refuses to refuses watch it. Refuses to watch All Angel. Right, okay, as he said, it was it was going to be too much to, have to watch both Buffy and Angel. Oh god! All right. So spoil. I just I just have to I just have to run through the crossover episode of Angel and Buffy. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Which is called I Will Remember You. Mm-hmm. And it's in which Angel, like, um, so so Buffy mentions in this at the start of the episode that she went to see Angel in LA, but she was only there for five minutes. But that's not the whole truth. <laughs> 
Yeah. What actually happened is, is that Angel, she goes to visit. So she goes to visit Angel in LA and on her visit there, he becomes human. They have like this amazing day together, like all romantic. She's planning, their, you know, they're planning their future together. Uh, then something happens and Angel decides that he needs to, he can't protect Buffy as a human. <laughs> so decides to turn back time uh, and only he will remember. So oh, okay. It's the name I will remember. And he tells her that and it is the most heartbreaking scene of television where Buffy begging him not to, not to rewind time and... Yeah, it's it's absolutely gut wrenching, heartbreaking. Mm. I hate it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then all Buffy remembers is like the first five. Like it all rewinds, mm. and Buffy only remembers the first five minutes of the okay. day. And yeah, that, it's heartbreaking. And then you cut to her coming back from that experience and. By the end of the episode, after the spell, she's realizing that the only template that she's had for a relationship has been a real turbulent one. Mm, yeah, and she shouldn't be using that. It like moving forward with Riley, she has to realize that it's new. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't not like or not all her relationships need to be the same. Yeah, so this one will turn out fine. <laughs> I'm sure it'll turn out just fine, and fine. he's gonna. Be in the in the series, and he's going to be in the series until the very end, yeah. standing by her side. So Buffy's ready to break that recurring pattern and move on with Riley by the end of this episode. After the little yeah. spell and having those feelings and that turmoil with mm-hmm. uh, with Spike, she kind of realised that. This is just something yeah, new. It's, is, and it's, it's normal. Cause nice that, and that, normal. Because at the start of the episode, she feels like there's something wrong. There's something missing. <laughs> <laughs> like she says that. It's not, it's not complicated, you know. It's just nice and straightforward. We're not like fighting against each other from different battle lines but, or but anything like that. But she that that's where the passion comes from. That's where the yeah. spark comes oh, from. Don't worry. I have a feeling that spark's going to come. And passion <laughs> is going to come very soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we have the first mention of the TV show Passions. Yeah. Now have, I looked that up. No, but um, have, did you? So you didn't know of Passions? Did I you ha- watch it? I or? had to watch it uh, a few episodes. No, I don't remember it at all. No, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah. So it was. I, I did actually watch this show, but it was one of the. As I said, it's a it's a supernatural soap opera that ran from. 1999 to 2008, which for a soap opera isn't a very oh, was it long. that long, was it? I thought it was only a couple of years when I looked at it. Did it change name or something? Or no. No? I thought but I must for, have read it wrong. But for a soap opera, that, that's not a very long time. No, I guess it's not, no. <laughs> um, and, it was by, and it was created by James E. Riley, who created those long-running ones like Days of Our Lives, right. Young and the Restless. Bold and um, the Beautiful. No, not Bold and the Beautiful. Is that still Ge- going? General Hospital. I think most of them are still going. I don't know. We don't get half of them anymore. <laughs> well, they just stream now, I suppose, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and I think I used to watch it probably once a week and you'd know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but you know, it was pretty much your typical secrets and lies, 
scheming behind people's backs. Mm. But this one was different because there was a 300-year-old witch named Tabitha who used to carry around this doll called Timmy. Right. (laughs) And Timmy would come to life. Oh, this is sounding familiar though for some reason. And then she would, yeah, and so she would would make, she'd do all these spells to mess with the, the, the people's lives in the town of Harmony. That was the name of the town. Was Harmony. Harmony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of, uh, what would you say, paying tributes or homages to Buffy maybe? or A little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. The witch Tabitha. Now, oh, God, that make that just – oh, hang on. I'm thinking of Bear Witch, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong show, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I was a bit of a sucker for this show, but I think I only had like one day off from uni and I used to – Watch it when it was. What was on. the one with Ali? Not Ali McBeal. Annie McDowell that was on recently. Annie McDowell. It was it was it was a late night version? Secrets and Lies or Vengeance? Vengeance. Revenge. Revenge. Ah, oh, was it that one? Remember that one was like really popular for a little while. Is it still going or did it die? No, no, it's it's gone. It's not. It wasn't really a soap opera though. It, but it was. It was like a, a nighttime so- soap opera though. It was just a nighttime drama. Yeah, but it, it was very soap opery though. It was sort of the the soap opera, f- uh, opera formula. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that that was that's a pretty that that's um your spelling ones like dynasty. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, Knots Landing. They had the late night ones, didn't they? There was the yeah. late night ones and the daytime ones. Yeah. 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 The, the the late night ones are a bit more highbrow than the daytime ones. Like the daytime yeah, ones. Dallas that, and yeah. 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 So your daytime ones are your half hour. They do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they're constantly monologuing to themselves. Yeah. And constantly thinking they left the kettle on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but as I said, you, you just had to watch it. You know, you just, you could watch it once a week and know what's going on. Like you can miss five episodes and they're still going round and round in circles. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you go down any rabbit holes this uh, episode? Uh, yes, I did. Now, I want to talk to you about someone. All right. <laughs> uh, a famous non-Australian. I'm, I've got a lonely feeling that I'm here. The sounds of goodbye. The sounds of The one and only Kamal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, Kamal. Everyone know Kamal? Everyone knows Kamal. If you're outside of Australia, you probably don't. Kamal is a Malaysian-born with Indian heritage singer. Who uh, sells tea. Who he sold tea. I wouldn't say a very overly successful career, but uh, has... Been around for a long time. That song you just heard then was uh, The Sounds of Goodbye, which uh, he released in 1969. <laughs> He's still going today, by the way, 87. Uh, yes, yeah, so born in Malaysia with uh, Indian heritage. But his career was basically been in Australia. And uh, and uh, if you know him, he's always uh, popped up in, in Australian sort of TV, but not for some time now. Like it's things are sort of quietened down for him. Uh, yeah, featured. He uh, had a brief uh, movie career, started in a movie called Journey Out of Darkness, where he played an Aboriginal. Okay. <laughs> um, 
a few black faces in that movie too. Yeah. Uh, can't say it's probably in the uh, in the uh, Australian history of movies lists, and maybe it is for the wrong reasons. Uh, appeared a big day out once, which is a huge music festival, alternative music festival. Yeah. Uh, I remember him being there. Um, so yeah, great singer. Um, How did you go down? What does Camille have to do with Buffy? Well, I'm very glad you asked that question, Eddie, because there is one connection he does have with this episode. All right. And uh, I'll just play this and see if you can know where I'm going with this. I never once heard you complain. Is this wing beneath my wings? (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever know that you're my hero? How did you? Okay, so Buffy says, like, I think Spike I'd says like to, to Buffy, at least I didn't want Wing Beneath My Wings yeah. for my wedding song. I yeah. Fly than I'm just going to hear this. Because Eddie? But you, you are, are the wind beneath my wings. Very nice baritone voice he's got, Anya Kamal. He's claimed that he was the first person, this is on Spicks and Specs a few years ago, he claimed that he was the first person to record that song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he never released it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he reckons he recorded it for a country western sort of style album that he was making, but it just didn't fit right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it went on to somebody else. Bette Midler. <laughs> so, of course... We'll play the true version for you right here, the one we all know really well. By the the wonderful, the one and only yeah. Bette Midler. Here we go. That you're my hero. You're everything I would like to be. The ultimate version. You can fly higher <laughs> than an eagle Cause, Cause I am the wind beneath my wings <laughs> Okay, you got me there, you got me <laughs> I did uh, not realise yeah. it was the Simpsons version <laughs> Bloody hell, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so props to my Kamal, but maybe passing on a golden opportunity. But hey, maybe the song just didn't work. So, you know, and the rest is history. And uh, that is me for my rabbit hole, Eddie. <laughs> Based on one little line well, at, all the end ha- of, all at, at the end of the episode. <laughs> that's all that has to happen sometimes, baby. You know me. True, true. Mm. <laughs> all right. Okay, do you want to get into question time? Answer the question. Okay, Jared, which character was your favourite in this episode? Is it too early to start saying Spiffy? Spuffy. It's Spuffy. But isn't that Spuffy's the uh, is the stunt double? Oh yeah. So we have Spiffy. Okay, well, Spiffy. Spiffy. <laughs> Spiffy. Yeah. Can we? And we have two characters. It says say characters actually. Which characters are your favourite? Spiffy. <laughs> Buffy and Spike. Buffike? Buffike? No, it doesn't work either. (laughs) Buffike. Bike? (laughs) No. Yeah, I'll go with, yeah, Spike. Um, Anya's in this and we've barely even mentioned her. 
So. Oh, yeah. Give her an honourable so mention. Just, just giving her an honourable mention. Uh, which character do you love to hate? Two for two in a row. It's going to be Willow, isn't it? Well, I kind of go Riley in this because he makes me want to vomit. <laughs> some of his lines. Absolutely, think, yeah. I think any vomit, vomit-inducing lines deserves a mm. love to hate. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little cringy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. Um, What was the most memorable fight scene? So we didn't mention this scene at the the intro at the start with Buffy walking with Willow and the vampire yes. just jumps out and she just nonchalantly just oh she's like stabs want, him. It's like I wonder where that comes from and it's like about her, you know, being in these quite turbulent relationships. Yeah. Um, um. Why does she sort of crave that kind of passion that comes with those turbulent relationships? And she's mm. like, Why am I like that? And then. Stabs him, <laughs> but it's it's funny how it's done without missing a beat. Like as if like you just swat yeah, on a fly but, on on a wall as you're walking past. But yeah, just she, bang, like, you like know? even though the vampire jumps out at her, she doesn't flinch. Like her and her and Willow don't even flinch. Don't even, don't even don't say anything. Flinch. Don't acknowledge don't, it. It's just you know she they just, just keep bang, they just, bang and then they just you know it's bang poof. Yeah. Then they just keep walking yeah. and keep talking, and she's like, I wonder where that comes from. <laughs> like they're still they still continue. With their conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my one. I like that. Yeah. I did go with – there's probably only really one other fight scene in this and that's at the end in De Hoffren's tomb mm. where they're fighting all the – Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was all right. All the different angel, all the – Yeah. Uh, different demons. Demons, yeah, jumping through, yeah. Yeah, that are attracted to, <laughs> to Santa. <laughs> Would it be funny if they were uh, – Maybe sexually attracted to, <laughs> just to <laughs> put a spin on that. Yeah. Oh, Xander is mine. Yeah. Oh, they kind of already did that. Yeah, but just with the demons doing it though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. LOL moment. And so, there, yeah, there, was a, a there, lot there, there is a lot, but I do like the misdirection. It's the uh, Whedon sort of uh, trope where the, where Willow's gone to see De Hoffren at um, – Intimidating scene with all the demons surrounded around her, and he's making her this offer to become a demon. And it sort of builds up, and he's like, "That is your answer?" And she's like, "Yes, it is." Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, let, here's my talisman. Let us know when you change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like one of those situations where, oh no, you, you know, there's only one answer to this question, sort of thing. Yeah, but, you yeah. Know, yeah. You cannot refuse it. Yeah, yeah. There are. So many, so, so many, many, so many. Uh, LOL moments in this episode, especially revolving around Buffy, Spike, and Giles. But yeah. I have to go go with Buffy and Spike, um, talking about where they're going to have their wedding, and it's Buffy going, "How about a daytime ceremony in the park?" And Spike's like, "Fabulous! Enjoy the honeymoon with a big pile of dust." <laughs> Buffy's like. Under the trees, indirect sunlight only. Compromise. <laughs> and then he's like, warm breeze tosses the leaves aside and again, you're registering as Mr. and Mrs. Big Pile of Dust. <laughs> and Buffy's like, stop it. This is our wedding and you're treating it as a big joke. <laughs> and then Spike's like, oh, pouty. Look at that lip. <laughs> Gonna get it. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, and then they start kissing. I just love that mm. little. Oh, look at uh, that uh, lip! I even showed our son that scene of like, and it's it's a good transition where you see them fighting and about to kill each other, and then when Giles comes out of the room and comes back and he's proposing to her, <laughs> his reaction, and, it, and they just start pashing on the spot, and he's he's looking with his eyes going, "Am I still blind? What, am I seeing <laughs> what this the hell right? is going on?" <laughs> yeah. Gonna get it. Gonna get it. <laughs> and then she start, I think she also does like a little, this little giggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And favorite scene. So again, it's, it was the wedding scene. That, that scene, I was trying to hold the off. Proposal. The, yeah, the proposal yeah. scene. But the way that, it, as I said, the way it's sort of done where they're at each other's throats all, you know. He, uh, she was going to get slayed or he was going to get slayed tonight or something, yep. she says to him. I need a good slay tonight. I need a good slay tonight, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Giles walks in and out of the room and, <laughs> and they're getting married. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my favourite one. Yeah, uh, my favourite scene is actually when Buffy's looking at the wedding dresses and Riley comes up to her. Oh, she's got that old banging <laughs> ball of chain look in her eye, hasn't she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that whole conversation is just hilarious with her like going, oh, you'll you'll love him when you meet him. Actually, no one loves him. No, what is it? You'll like, you'll really like him. Oh, actually, no one likes him. I don't even like him. <laughs> but I love him like that whole. Mm. And then the his name's Spike. Now, is that? And then he's like, and he's like, oh, does he go to, does he go to school here? And she's like, no, nah, no, nah. he's like way old, but not way, but. But not older than my last boyfriend. <laughs> Ooh. Did she uh, inadvertently drop some information then? Maybe. Because uh, does he know that Spike? Does he know no, Spike's no, a vampire? He doesn't know. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought maybe that wasn't when she said it was Spike that he I, would like. I doubt that they learnt the name of the vampire that they uh, were torturing. It was just Vamp Five for Three Two yeah, Four. Yeah. yeah. Hostile Nineteen. I yeah. think they were Oh, Hostile Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. All right, next question. Least favourite scene? Uh, the picnic scene. Oh, that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to say about that. Move on. <laughs> just just with him going on about driving. Yeah. That's what he was talking about, mm, driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> tell me more. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Uh, yeah, favourite quote? Uh, so, this, of course, a Buffy spike scene. Buffy's like, you want something nicer? Oh, look at my poor neck. All bare and tender and exposed. All that blood just pumping away. And Giles like, oh, please. And Spike's like, Giles, make it stop. <laughs> it's a voice in the distance of him just like doing yep. that thing, like squinting his, his eyes again, going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I've got. Just the after, so Buffy doing the whole, we're getting married um, <laughs> with Spike and, and Xander. Oh, no, hang on. I think, sorry. Yeah, the whole, how, what, how? And then Giles going, three excellent questions. <laughs> uh, but also after Xander sees Buffy and Spike kissing and he's like, can, can I be blind too? <laughs> Um, who gets the wooden spoon? I gave it to Amy Madison. 
Oh, yeah, the poor poor Amy. <laughs> poor Amy. Got her back in for that, like, five, one frame where she's in the background. It's literally five seconds and she's naked. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was, I was going to say Willow, but no, you're right. I think it's Amy. <laughs> poor Amy. <laughs> Could have said so. I'm back. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Amy. Yeah, poor Amy. Yeah. Uh, who gets the MVP of the episode? Oh, Giles. <laughs> e- elaborate on that. Elaborate. Um, well, he's half blind and he sort of works. I oh, know he didn't work it out. He doesn't work it out. So um, he works it out. Yeah, I have no idea. I just said Giles and now I can't think of why. Because um, he didn't work it out and he pretty much couldn't see the whole time. He let Spike go. Um, he almost could get the wooden spoon. Yeah, I was going to say, you can <laughs> almost get the wooden spoon. Um, I, I'm going to go with who I... Do you want me to say who I think gets... Yeah, go on, yeah. The MVP? De Hoffren. De Hoffren? De Hoffren. Why? Because he's the one that... Uh, makes Willow aware of what she's done. Oh. Because otherwise yeah. she wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Inadvertently MVP. Yeah. yeah. Inadvertently the MVP who's meant to be the bad guy, but yeah. Mm. He's actually the MVP of this episode. Yeah. Maybe Xander a second. Okay. All right. Except that he is really super shitty to Yeah. Yeah. To that, that's why he didn't get over the edge. Yeah. 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 All right, what do you rate this episode out of 10? Using something from the episode. I gave it eight. (gasps) Kiss the Librarian Mugs. Oh, damn it. That's mine. No, was it? Except I went nine, Kiss the Librarian Mugs. All right, how about nine uh, bloody straws then? (laughs) Uh, Eight bloody straws for me. (laughs) How about really bad wedding rings? (laughs) (laughs) She's wearing that. Yeah, it's it's amazing when girls have the wedding ring. They do the wedding ring hand, like the I don't know, it's it's the way that they do it. They I don't know. Do they extenuate it and stick it? I don't it? know. I never did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the wrong hand. No, I have to. It's a hand. Yeah. I don't even wear my wedding rings. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I went the. I would have given this a 10 except for the Riley scenes that make it cringy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you need the Riley scenes because it's pretty much about Buffy moving on. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've reached the end of the episode, Eddie. So let's uh, wrap it up, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. Uh, we are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And you can follow the link tree for, from our socials to our merch store. Yes. We still haven't got a mugs yet, have we? No. No? All right. Because we're having so much coffee that I'm running out of mugs. Okay. So. Get them in now. <laughs> So, uh, until next time, take care. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye.
Giles, make us stop. <laughs>